Welcome to another episode. I'm Sabrina Lynn, and this is Rewilding. Okay, I love that this is episode 200. Like, it's 200. Can you believe we have 200 episodes? There's probably another 50 in the back end because we did a lot of bonuses and we've taken a lot of podcasts out that, I don't know, just weren't there, (laughs) weren't ready to sit there for the long term. But I love that this is episode 200 and it's Awaken Your Shakti. Like there's something that's just so good about that. And I know you might not believe me. I didn't know that. I never know the episode number until now when I come to record this intro for you. And I'm looking and I'm labeling the tracks and da-da-da. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're on podcast 200. And I remember thinking two weeks ago, like, ooh, we better make this one special. We better make number 200 special. Never thought about it again. Did not plan on it. And I feel like <laughs> we gloriously, beautifully, and perfectly came to a very special episode. I love this episode. This to me is, I don't know, quintessential rewilding for women, right? It goes right back to kind of what everything's been built upon. And I know we've built a lot. I know I'm talking a lot in this little intro, but I feel like it's like an anniversary. (laughs) So this is like an anniversary special. So talking a little bit more, you can fast forward and jump into the awakening your Shakti part, but uh, it's like everything we've built on this, right? The reunion experience, the dragon mystery school, the alchemist mystery school, priestess training now, uh, this upcoming retreat in Ibiza on the path of the priestess, you know, all of these amazing things that, that have come over the last, I don't know, couple years really were built upon awakening your Shakti. Really? That's what rewilding for women was built upon. It was built upon awakening your Shakti, the different flavors of Shakti through the goddess archetypes. That's, that's our roots. Isn't that crazy? That's our roots, our roots. It was one tiny little workshop here. I'll tell you the roots of rewilding for women and you know, rewilding with Sabrina Lynn and all this rewilding stuff. It was a tiny little workshop. I called it rewilding for women. It was 12 to 15, I'm not sure the exact number, women in Australia in a little tiny esoteric college workshop room. And we worked with Venus, Hygieia, and one other archetypal goddess energy. I don't know who, I don't, maybe it was only two. I feel like it was three. I don't know. That's how this all started. And you know what Hygieia is all about? kundalini goddess of miraculous awakening you want to talk about awakening your shakti hello hygieia that to me is so beautiful that we're here together i know this might be like oh sabrina get off your soapbox um but i kind of like being here with you all in this like casual intimate kind of a way in the introduction um I think that's the something more <laughs> to share with you uh, here in our in our little intro. I don't know that there's anything else other than just super grateful, you know, super grateful. Some of you have been here since the very start of rewilding, right? 
maybe some of you were at that first workshop and you know the other archetype that we worked with, or maybe there were only two and you're like, nah, Sabrina, it was just those two, you slacker. <laughs> only two archetypes in one day, what were you thinking? I was a baby then, I was, I was warming up uh, to this whole thing. Um, so uh, whether you've been here since the start or this is your first episode, I'm sorry that your first episode is a very long-winded intro, which I just keep, I seemingly just keep going. It's just not stopping. Uh, no, I'm going to stop in a second. But whether you've been here from the start, just now or somewhere in between, I'm just grateful, grateful that we get to do this, grateful that we get to do a podcast on awakening your Shakti and we literally get to do two practices together. Um, I love that we have the technology that we have and I love that we get to be together in this way. It amazes me every time and kind of, I don't know, cracks, cracks my heart open and almost brings me to tears in this moment just about how how grateful I am. Yeah, how grateful I am for this whole wild, beautiful journey uh, that is rewilding. All right. Uh, I hope you get so much out of this episode. <laughs> there was this little prayer I just did before starting this conversation, Awaken Your Shakti. And it was, Goddess, guide me. <laughs> that is maybe a good place to start with what is Shakti. Um, Shakti is associated with the feminine aspect of the divine, the goddess aspect of the divine, of the sacred. Um, Shakti can be associated with life force, can be associated with embodied spirituality, can be associated with kundalini rising within um, the sacred feminine, the mysteries of the sacred feminine, the divine waking up in our bodies. Uh, that's, that's what we're going to get into today. Um, this, I don't know, feels like an experiential exploration of awaken your Shakti. For me, I kind of can't do a video titled Awaken Your Shakti and just give you the mental stimulation around that. Uh, to me, it would be very, I don't know, feels like the most useful thing for us to do with our time together, mine and yours, is to have a honest conversation about Shakti. None of this, uh, I don't know, fluffy lala. Oh, divine feminine. Oh, the mysteries. Oh, kundalini. <laughs> um, but a more grounded conversation, a more mm, refined or uh, like steeped in the mysteries kind of a conversation. And in that more grounded, more steeped in the mysteries also comes this opportunity to not just cognize awakening Shakti, but experience it. It's like that gnosis 
You don't know it because you heard it in a YouTube video. <laughs> you know it because your body lives it. That's uh, a very good way to point to awakening. Shakti. <clears throat> this conversation, <clears throat> this feels like we can go to some really beautiful places. And that's kind of my aim. You know, how, <laughs> how far into the mysteries can we go in a YouTube video? Because let's face it, we're talking about awakening your Shakti. Some could consider that one of the greatest spiritual awakenings uh, of their lives, right? A Kundalini awakening, which is Shakti. An aspect of Shakti can be considered Kundalini. And we'll talk a little bit more about that, different aspects of Shakti. You know, what is Shakti? How do we awaken it? <clears throat> but to me, we have this chance together to do it <laughs> and to do it through conversation to do it through activation uh, we probably won't do deep practice here i've found that doing deep practice in youtube videos is just stupid <laughs> um, <clears throat> so we won't do that but there's a way that uh, we can receive activations through conversation. It's like words, this conversation can be so pregnant and so alive with Shakti that that in itself can prompt an awakening. Yeah? Or further awakenings. I don't, for me, in my own experience and just observing thousands of others in their awakenings. Um, it's not one awakening and done, right? It's many, uh, many awakenings, you know, depending how far down the path you walk, but it's many awakenings, many initiations, um, many activations, much more of kind of true self. To me, it's really <clears throat> true self coming more and more online. Uh, we're becoming more and more conscious of the, uh, the divine parts of self, the true self parts of self, the more sacred parts of self, the more subtle or more unseen parts of self. It's like we're, we're waking up to what is there. <clears throat> it's like dormant forces come alive in us. So they're forces that are always there. They've just been dormant. Um, maybe just feel into a visualization around that. You know, if you were to imagine a dormant force, it's already in you, it's, 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 it's in you, it's there. But that dormant force is starting to move it's starting to breathe it's starting to come to life just feel into whatever visual arises for you or whatever sensation in the body you might not be a visual person but let yourself have a moment you can pause if you kind of want to deepen into that that's a practice you can do later on after <clears throat> our conversation as well i don't know what's going on with my throat today <clears> throat> it's interesting uh, so, 
That kind of stirring, uh, that waking up of a dormant force within you. Let that be there and we'll bring some more words to this conversation. So, waking up to Shakti or awakening your Shakti. Let's talk a little bit more about what is Shakti, right? This dormant force, this can be referred to as divine feminine force, very embodied wisdom within self, the sacred essence of you, of the infinite all of everything that's starting to move more through you. Some can talk about Shakti or this divine feminine essence as light as love as life force moving through you uh, now there's many forms many flavors of it one way to tap into the different flavors and the different forms is to look at the different archetypal energies that hold shakti so the goddess energies the goddess archetypes that hold flavors of shakti um, for instance, Lalita holds a flavor of Shakti. It's a very sexual flavor of Shakti. It's a, it's a feminine wisdom, right? It's an aspect of Shakti that's very linked to uh, sacred sexual energy waking up. So to me, all Shakti forms are sacred, even the wild feral seeming ones like Hecate. There's a Shakti to Hecate. And that Shakti that comes alive, that's a wisdom within self. It's an embodied wisdom. It literally activates like inner gifts and inner capacities and inner abilities. So when these dormant forces wake up in us, these different Shaktis wake up in us, they activate different gifts, also different callings, right? So it starts to wake up my medicine woman, right? So my medicine woman starts to come online and suddenly I'm really called to the healing arts. I just really want to steep into hands-on healing. I really am opening up to this like gnosis in my being. I don't know how I know it, but I just know it. And it starts to open up this capacity to move light through my body that can offer healing in another being, right? Um, <clears throat> makes me think of that book, Hand, Hands of Light, I think. It's an old Barbara Brennan book. It's like the first book I read when I first got into hands-on healing way, 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 way back when. I don't know why that's coming in. That's interesting. So there's the different forms of Shakti. Now let's talk about your unique path, right? Your unique path to awakening your Shakti and how this happens. It happens in a lot of different ways. So if someone ever tells you this is the one way to awaken your Shakti, they're lying. <laughs> um, there is no one way. 
uh, or one teacher or one path. That's just garbage. Um, sometimes our Shakti can be awoken via nature, by an experience in nature. Sometimes it can happen in ceremony, in ritual, in practice, um, in group setting, in circles that are devoted and dedicated uh, to working with Shakti. Sometimes it can happen through, I know I've had a few awakenings where it's come through, um, it's come through like a dream. I'm trying to think of just a, a way of, I'm trying to think of one specific example of, it's come through, I read something somewhere and this particular flavor of Shakti, and I'm thinking of Pele in specific, this has been my initiation or my awakening to that flavor of Shakti. By the way, uh, we should never come to a place where we think that we are fully awake to a particular Shakti. So it's, to me, it's never ending. And I, I don't know, right? To stay humble and curious about it is very, very beneficial and very, very helpful on this path to never assume, oh, I've had my full awakening um, with Pele, right? Uh, that's, that's silly <laughs> to me. That's just, everything is constantly evolving, constantly growing. Um, consciousness is constantly expanding. That's the same for Shakti. Shakti is constantly growing. It's constantly expanding. It's constantly shifting and it's constantly changing. Pele Shakti is also constantly shifting and constantly changing. My capacity to uh, align and to integrate and to awaken and to open to all the gifts of that particular Shakti is constantly changing. All right. So what I was capable of being alive to last month is not what I'm capable of being alive to this month. So it's constantly changing. So in this little example, it was came through reading something. I was like, hmm, there's a curiosity here from a deep place within. And I always know to follow those curiosities from that deep place within. Like, hmm, let me read more, feel more, learn more. And so it was like starting to get a little bit steeped in the energy just by reading her myth, reading like songs that have been written about her, looking at imagery of her. And then for me, it was practicing with her, practicing with her, creating mantra. And for some of us, we will be very, very drawn to very traditional, to traditions that honor these certain Shaktis. And if that's your path, I like deeply bow and deeply respect that. But I also want to speak on the other side of the coin because I'm watching more and more of us who are not drawn to practice via a tradition, to connect into a 
deity to connect into and to awaken to a certain Shakti, but to not do it in the tradition that has held that Shakti for a long time. I want to say, like, you're going to have to find your own permission for this, right? And you're going to have to find your own self-acceptance for this. But I want to say that stepping out of shaming myself for that being my path is one of the greatest things that I've ever done for myself. And there was a lot of shame around not being in a Hindu tradition, but... <laughs> really working intensely and deeply with archetypal energies like Kali, like Lalita, who I spoke about, them coming to me, right? (laughs) Them showing up in dreams and like eating, breathing, drinking them in constantly and then fighting that in myself and going, but I'm not of that tradition, I'm somehow being disrespectful to that tradition. And we all have to come to grips with that. I know this is a little bit of a side note, but I just know how many of us are called to many, many, many um, sacred powers that have been kept safe in a variety of traditions and deep respect and deep honor for those wisdom keepers of those traditions, but also really having the courage and the self-love to follow our own path with these callings, with how... Shakti does not belong to a tradition. Shakti is divine feminine. Divine feminine belongs to no religion ever. No book, no religion, no tradition. She does not belong to anyone, any country, any nationality. Nah way above that, way beyond that, right? Um, So (sighs) maybe that served in some way. Um, Whether you sit on the side of really steeped in tradition, which deep reverence, deep respect for that, or you sit on the side of really honoring your your way right how she's coming to you how the divine is showing up for you um okay let's see um where to from here that was a fun little tangent it's a side note we'll call it a side note rabbit hole uh, hmm Let's do a little recap. So we've talked about what is Shakti. And by the way, Shakti is beyond any words. So there are different levels or different states of consciousness that we can kind of touch into Shakti. We can talk about Shakti. Uh, And 
there are states, realms, when we start to move into those realms that are far beyond words, right? And we started to feel into those when we just had that last conversation where Shakti does not belong to any tradition, but that's going up, kind of up the ladder a bit and starting to look at things from a more mystical lens, right? As we get higher and 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 look at things from a more mystical lens, we start to really see how vast, how wide, how big Shakti is and that there is no myth, there is no archetype, there are no words, there is no tradition, there is no practice that can actually describe what <laughs> Shakti is. There are practices and traditions and myths that can point to, so all of these things point to the vastness, the greatness that is Shakti, um, but can never give us the full, all-encompassing picture of Shakti. Uh, and so just, there's this line that I <clears throat> will often use, let the mysteries be the mysteries. If we can make peace with the fact that our mind was not built, it is not built to comprehend Shakti. It's not. It's not built to comprehend the divine. It's not built to comprehend the sacred. It's not built to comprehend karma, right, or dharma. It's not. It's not built to comprehend the soul. It's not. It's not. The mind can't. The mind can't go there. Teresa Avila. My mind can't go there. Only my soul can. My soul knows this. My soul knows Shakti. My, my soul is Shakti, right? There is no separation between the two. And so I know Shakti through my soul because my soul actually is, is it, I am it, right? That's some of those higher, more mystical truths uh, around this territory. So just know that, or I don't want to say no. I don't want to tell you what to do. Um, in any way, shape, or form. Um, <laughs> I want to invite you to feel into uh, the truth for yourself. Yeah. Um, to keep an open mind and to not put limits or boxes. Um, to me, I've been a <laughs> rather devout student of the divine feminine for my whole life, um, but very, very consciously, we'll say, very consciously a devotee <laughs> of the goddess of the divine feminine for about, I don't know, fifth, maybe 15, maybe 15 years, yeah. And if there's anything I've learned over these 15 years, very intense and deep practice and also holding spaces for others to dance in the divine feminine and to wake up to more and more of their own Shakti. It's that I know nothing. <laughs> um, I know nothing. Uh, and I'm constantly being taught, you know, like I, I know nothing. That's constant. Um, what I thought I knew 
has changed anyways, uh, which is beautiful. But to uh, like soften into that and to sink into that and to embrace that and to love that and like that is the goddess is what you think you know you don't. Uh, what you thought was real is not the reality that you are attached to is just what's been created or what you're perceiving and that's not really it anyways right right um she's fucking wild she's fucking wild let's talk a little bit more about her from this standpoint um <laughs> she is what can be considered form, like all of life. Uh, and like she's the she's she creates, she destroys, she's the cycle of life. She's um she's spirit in matter, right? She's the embodiment of the divine, you know? Like when we start to really live with the divine feminine alive in us, Shakti alive in us, it's really like everything that's alive in this world, like my aliveness can talk to that aliveness and is. It's in like constant communication, right? It's in constant communication. And you start to awaken to this and there's a constant communication that's happening with you and the weather and the earth and that tree outside and your lover and your children. And it's like their aliveness, their, their, their Shakti, whether they're consciously awake to it, you know, like it doesn't matter. We all have shock. There's life force moving in all of us or we wouldn't be alive. And it's, it's like, there is this communication that's constantly happening like this network of energy that's constantly happening between you and everything else between you and the earth between you and that tree you and the people around you you and your community you and the weather you and everything you and everything and it's the becoming more and more awake to that becoming more and more alive to that um <laughs> it, it's uh it's really understanding that you are not other than anything, right? It's living in that we are, we are all interconnected through this beautiful, glorious web of life. We are all um, always touching each other, touching everything. We cannot ever separate out of that. We are not separate to what's happening on another continent. We are not separate to what's happening to the earth. We are not separate to, and that's part of what really starts to awaken in us is this real knowing, this real, and you know, maybe you're sitting with this currently and, and you're, you're at this state of like, fuck, this is painful, right? Because you're, you're, you're waking up to uh, feeling more, uh, to sensing more, to, hmm, you know, it's all well and good to say we are all one. But then when you start experiencing it, that's another story. That's another story. That's, a, that's another whole thing. Um, when you start to go through, you know, identity 
changes because you're waking up to more of your true self and false self is letting go. You know, the numbness, the ways that we were sleepwalking where we were kind of numbed out to life and that starts to go away and we start to really become aware um, of our influence on other things and other things influence on us. And we live from that, that awareness, right? That's part of um, awakening your Shakti, right? It's the feminine brings us to the state of the interconnectedness of the all of everything. That's what she's showing us. The interconnectedness of the all of everything. This is why she can love the way that she can love because she knows that it's not separate to her, right? It's not you loving another is you loving yourself, right? The interconnectedness of the all of everything, like living from that place, living from that open state of love, you know, love just moving freely. Energy is moving. She knows that energy is moving freely all of the time. Now, what is that kind of energy that she wants to move freely through her, through everything else? She wants it to be love, not fear, right? Not something else. She wants high states of love to be moving through. The feminine craves craves to be known as the interconnectedness of the all of everything. The feminine knows herself through connection. She knows herself through love. This is why there are rom-coms. This is why the feminine wants to watch romances and has fairy tales about Cinderella, right? And this is the, and the feminine's deep craving for love and connection and community and deep friendships. And I want to go deeper. I want to be more connected. That's the sacred feminine, right? Showing up in, in us, right? At that level. But at a high level, it's her just saying, we are already totally interconnected. I just want to experience it from a state of the truth of it and through high levels of love. Right? That's... that's that's the feminine. Yeah, that's Shakti. Um, what else is Shakti? Uh, Shakti is also, um, let me feel, what is it that wants to arise in this moment? What is it that's being created or destroyed in this moment? I don't care about the last moment. I don't care about the next moment. It's just what's right here, right now, what's being created in this moment. Right? And it's very focused on what wants to be created in this moment. What is true in this moment? What wants to be created? She doesn't care about timelines. She doesn't care that, you know, there was this thing or there is this, there was this thing in the past or there is this thing in the future. She's literally right here going, okay, um, this is what wants to be created. This is like so very much, um, hmm true to the essence of the moment, right? And you can see this in, I don't know, like a masculine feminine argument, right? And like the masculine's typically holding a longer span timeline. Like, okay, yeah, we gotta be here at this time. And she's like, yeah, but this is what's here right now, 
This is what's here right now. Can't you see and sense all of these things that are coming in to this moment? Like we must have this conversation and this argument to fix whatever it is before we do the thing that you have on our timeline, right? That's, that's a part of, that's a part of awakening to Shakti. Um, is very much this dedication to what wants to be created, created, that's life, that's giving form to the formless, what wants to be created in this moment. And sometimes it's you're creating a conversation. Sometimes you're creating an argument. Sometimes you're creating connection. Sometimes you're, so it's not like creating art. That's, that's not it. It can be, but that's not it. It's, it's what is it that, how does life want to move through me now? That is a beautiful and amazing question to ask to this aspect of self right? How does life want to move through me right now? How does, and that's being like so true to Shakti in the moment. How does life want to move through me right now? And it might just be you do that in a raw energetic practice. It might be that you do that while making love, right? You're in this container of making love with your beloved. And how does, how does life want to move through me right now? How does love want to move through me right now? Right? It's powerful. Um, Let's see, where else can we? <laughs> Ooh, here, here, I'll show you right now. It's the practice right now that I'm doing constantly in this conversation. What is it that wants to be created right now? Right? What is it that wants to be? What is it that wants to happen right now? So when I do that, what arises in me is what wants to be spoken about is Kundalini rising, right? Is that serpentine serpentine energy that rises up that rises up this is a powerful doorway into the feminine it's not the only one it's not that the feminine always has to rise it's not that the feminine has to come in snake serpentine form at all it's not that the feminine has to come into kundalini form this is just one um very um alive and active doorway into waking this aspect up in ourselves at this moment in time this moment where human consciousness is at this happens to be these happen to be the practices that hold a lot of juice and can be very useful so that imagery of when i said dormant forces waking up if you're like i don't know if i have imagery but imagery around a serpent right a sleeping serpent we just did a whole program on a sleeping dragon, right? So you can, you might be called more to dragon energy. You might be called more to serpent energy. It might be something else for you. It might be Phoenix rising for you. So you can kind of feel into, you know, different forms of Kundalini Shakti. So we're now we're kind of starting to talk specifically about Kundalini Shakti. If I were to talk about Kundalini Shakti, Kundalini Shakti is, um, hmm, of the different flavors of Shakti, they're all sacred. Remember, they're all sacred. To me, Kundalini, uh, let me feel, let me feel. Kundalini feels to me like a high voltage spiritual wisdom waking up, right? A high voltage spiritual wisdom waking up in your system. And one way to work very specifically with that high voltage 
um, spiritual wisdom waking up in your body is through that those practices where it is the serpent that sits at the base chakra right so the your base chakra your root chakra that space between your legs like right at the base of your spine um, doesn't have to be you don't have to go specifically to spine you kind of feel it's an energy center so it's not we're not going to be able to do an x-ray and find like ooh, there's where kundalini sits right but if you really deepen into it and you just kind of trust our bodies know this it's there right you just trust and you just kind of go deep you know root um, and you just go like, okay, let me just feel. And you trust, like your body knows this. So while doing any of these practices, it's very powerful to go, my body knows this. My mind might not know this. My mind might be questioning this constantly. Am I doing this right? You know, am I, am I in the right spot? Am I focusing on the right thing? Should I be thinking about the dragon or the serpent, right? It can do all kinds of crazy things. But you can just go, my body knows this. Because it does. Your body knows this. Your body wisdom knows it. It knows this. And so it's just, we just deepen into that trust, right? You just kind of deepen into that trust. And um, you feel, okay, it's like a, how does it feel? It feels to me in my body like a heavy weighted space. Like there's, there's a heavy weight to where the serpent energy resides when it's just dormant right and it goes it, it rises it comes dormant again it rises it comes dormant again and so there is no like we always want it to be like linear logical well once it's awake it's just always awake well that's fine you can go off of that and that's true and also this is true right when we start working in these realms of mysticism and these realms of the mysteries <laughs> We have to let the mysteries be the mysteries. They're much more of a both and versus an either or. It's not black and white. Everything's gray. <laughs> Everything's gray. It's mostly all true and not, not at all true all at the same time, right? And again, it's just things pointing to. So even this, this isn't, this isn't a snake waking up in your body. But if that helps us to get there, it's pointing to something. All of these practices, all of this, it's just pointing to something that uh is completely ineffable <laughs> it's completely ineffable and all of these things just point to something that's much greater than what it is um, so if you kind of feel into that root chakra that base chakra and you just kind of imagine just use your imagination that there's a sleeping dragon or there's a coiled serpent right we'll just stick with those two for this moment i mean you can there can be many many other forms but we'll stick with those two uh and then just, it's like you breathe life into it. Just, just breathe life into it in this moment. So you just sit with that and you, you breathe some life. You breathe some life into it. I'm just pausing here uh, to give you a second. And just let it stir. Like, let there be just a little bit of a stirring. You know, maybe the sleeping dragon, you know, maybe it just like, like groans a little bit and shifts a little bit. Maybe the sleeping serpent in its coiled form just 
loosens a little bit, or maybe you see it open its eyes. Maybe you don't see. Right? I didn't see anything for a very, very long time on this path. And so if that's the case, you just feel. You know, some of us are much more um, steeped in like a gnosis. It's like the clair. Some of us are clairsentient. Some of us are clairaudient, right? So just let your perception be what your perception is. There is no need to push anything to be anything. And just invite. So here's a, here's a tip. When awakening your Shakti, working with Shakti, <laughs> there ain't no push, right? Like... She is on her own divine timeline. It is a soul timeline. It is your soul's timeline. It is your highest, highest self timeline. The ego is not going to push her into anything. This is so beautiful because this is a space where we cannot get in the way. If anything, we get in the way of pushing it further away, right? We don't get to bribe her or con her or push her or convince her that it's time for us to have a spiritual awake. She's like, nah, nah you ain't due yet. <laughs> right? Or you are due. Like, and it's now. And so it's the trusting. It's the trusting. If there's something that she'll teach us, it's she will teach us that there is a higher wisdom and there is a very high timeline uh, to our awakening, to our soul path. Uh, she's very, um, let me feel. Um, so Kundalini awakening is not linked to ego structures, right? It's not, she's not going to wake up. There's vast power that comes with Kundalini awakening. But that power isn't to get your ego what it wants, your false self. It's actually more to destroy your false self, not destroy. I don't believe at all in destruction of the ego, right? It, it, at all, right? Egos are extraordinarily beautiful and they're incredibly important. And we kind of don't get to be alive without them, right? We don't get to make it through this world without them. And anyone who says that they don't have an ego structure, um, I think they're either lying <laughs> or they're in really big trouble in this, in this world. Um, it's love for that part of ourself that holds us separate too, right? That's the ego. I'm separate too. But what she'll do is she'll wake us up to healthier and healthier and healthier relationship with, I am one with everything and I'm separate too. Remember, it's these high mystical truths of both and. I am both interconnected to the all of everything and I'm having this experience of being an individual, right? It's both. It's both. But she will constantly be evolving that relationship. She will constantly be evolving that relationship. Yeah? Uh, so let me feel for a moment. When, when she starts to stir and wake up more, um, things that really help in this process is a letting go into, a surrendering over to. Uh, there is something higher going on here. Let me turn it over to higher wisdom. Let me turn it over to the goddess. Let me turn it over to divine mind. Let me turn it over to the 
sacred wisdom that moves through my body. The moment we go into, remember that practice that we were just at, because most of us will want to do this. You will want to go there and go, okay, I'm bringing fuel to this serpent or this dragon's awakening. I'm breathing, I'm, I'm you know, bringing some light, I'm bringing some life energy, I'm inviting it to stir, to wake up from its slumber. And then we get to a point where we're like, and I want you to wake all the way up. <laughs> right? Because we've been trained to do that. We've been taught faster is better, go bigger, go home, right? Have a goal in mind. The goal is to get the serpent to rise all the way up through the central channel, piercing every chakra on its way, moving out the head, right? Coming and doing the dance up here and then raining down grace or spinning around after the union, coming back down, making its descent, you know, you know what, whatever um, tradition you're kind of going for, practice, it's there, they're all crazy, beautiful and extraordinarily powerful. <laughs> but uh, we we have to let go of end games and goals and instead the value piece is being true to the moment so the greatest value that we can bring to awakening our shakti is true to the moment she doesn't give a fuck about your goal she doesn't care what timeline you're on or how much you want to be spiritually awoken what will give you the greatest, if I can even say this, this sounds so horrible to say, but what will give you the greatest, I won't say it that way, I was going to say the greatest gains, that's horrible. Like you don't even want to use those words around Shakti. But it's like what will give you the greatest relationship because we're coming into relationship with this. What steep, deepens your relationship is to be true to the moment. True to the moment. I'm just, I'm just so true to what's here. That is my, that's the value that I bring. That is high value. The other thing that's high value to Shakti is your devotion and your love for her. Your love for her. Yeah. Your devotion to her, your devotion to life, your devotion to the sacred being in your body, the devotion to embodied divinity, devotion to the goddess to the different faces of the goddess, if that's your path, right? To the different archetypal energies of the goddess. A devotion, right? A devotion as within, so without, as above, so below, right? If I'm devoted to it outside of myself, I'm devoted to it within myself. This deep fucking reverence, finding all the places where we deny the feminine, where we're afraid of the divine feminine. Uh, I think there's a really good video we did. Uh, we'll put a link to it. Um, it's like deep feminine fears. This will help with that territory. Helps us to come into deeper and deeper reverence. Helps us to see the unconscious. We have our society innately and us as human beings, we have a fear of the feminine. We have a fear of the enormous amount of power held in the feminine. We have a fear of her wildness. We have a fear of her uh, giving no fucks um, about... Hmm, social norms this can sometimes this this fear about being too much like too much i'm gonna open up to too much it's too much juice too much aliveness too much emotion i'm gonna be too much 
right? That's one of the deepest feminine fears. The other one is being seen. I don't want to be, I don't want to be, I don't want to be seen. I'm terrified of being seen in that much beauty, that much joy, that much bliss, that much aliveness is going to draw too much attention. I don't want to, I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be seen in it, right? These are just two little unconscious. If you're like, ooh, some of this is resonating, that's a really great video to go watch next or like hidden feminine fears or the deep fears of the feminine. You'll, You'll see links for it. Um, hmm. Let me feel for a moment. Um, so again, this is another one of those moments of really feeling into what is it that wants to be created in this moment? That's her, right? That's giving Shakti the space to create. Um, that's coming into that alignment. And so, you know, even in this moment, um, just feeling into, let's, let's do this practice. Just an opening, there's no push. So remember, there's no push. We're completely, it's like an invitation from this devotion, right? This reverence to this love of, this love of your current understanding of the divine feminine. You don't have to go, oh my gosh, I need to learn all the goddesses. I mean, your current understanding, like your heart knows her. We all know the goddess, you know, whether that be, I knew her when I was very young in the form of Mother Mary. I grew up in a Christian tradition. I knew her in the form of Mother Mary. Then I got to know her in the form of Mary Magdalene. Then I got to know her in the form of Black Madonna. Then I got to know her in the form of the Greco-Roman pantheon of goddesses. Then the Hindu um, pantheon of goddesses. Like I've gotten to know her in many, many, many forms and then going beyond the archetypal forms into ancient primordial feminine, getting to know her and having reverence for her there. But just trusting wherever you're at is where you're at. And you know, like we know, we, we know, we know, we, we know. And so just trusting um, your current knowing and your current devotion to the aspects of the feminine that to you are the sacred feminine that to you represent the divine feminine that to you represent the sacred feminine and let that build in your heart you know like whatever it is to you that is the sacred feminine maybe that's Gaia maybe it's mother earth maybe it's um just life itself maybe it's it's one of the archetypes I named off, maybe it's the moon, right? Maybe it's the sun. For some of us, we worship the sun as the feminine, right? So just any and every, you just feel into what what you feel is sacred feminine representation that you can have a little bit of devotion to in this moment. It doesn't, it doesn't again, you just feel for you. I, I can have devotion to this. This is the form of the sacred feminine that I can have devotion to in this moment awesome and find it and let it fill your heart almost let it break your heart another part of awakening to your own shakti is this letting your heart be broken open that's that's that is a part of the feminine path the feminine mystical path is letting your heart be broken open so that more love can move in it, more love can move out of it. You literally are broken by love. Like you are broken by your longing for more love. You are broken. You are broken by all the brokenness in the world. And that is part of this breaking of the heart is as another aspect to awakening your Shakti, right? So if we work down here in the lower realms and we opened up to Kundalini rising or 
serpentine or dragon energy rising. Yeah, that's one form. Here's another form, heart-based practice. And you just, you let your heart break. You let it break through devotion. You let it break. You just let your heart break. Like there is so much love that wants to move through my heart, in my heart, out of my heart, that my heart is going to explode. My heart can't handle this. It's going to break. This is another very, very powerful way to awaken your Shakti is heart-based practices. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe you're asking where to from here. All right, Sabrina, we've just done a few uh, Shakti practices. We've had this conversation on Shakti. I'm feeling, I don't know, maybe you're feeling more drawn to go deeper. Um, maybe you're feeling more drawn to go further. Oh, let me feel for a moment. Um, commitment, you know, committing to her, which is committing to yourself, this aspect of self. Um, even if it's a five-minute practice a day, you know, which practice are you most was most alive for you and what we just did together? Or maybe you have your own practice, or maybe you want more practices. We'll put a list of other things that, you know, you can maybe do below. Um, other workshops we have or uh, deep dives that we have uh, for practices, but it's a commitment, you know, it's, it's, and it's consistent, consistent commitment. Just because this is the feminine doesn't mean that consistency doesn't support her. What actually really supports her is containers, is bringing in the flip side of the coin, which is the masculine aspect which is a container. You bring her a sacred container, like a five minute daily practice, and you just let her go wild in that, in that sacred container. Oh man, you're bringing in the Shiva to the Shakti, right? You're bringing in the divine masculine to the divine feminine. The divine masculine, you bring that in with consistency, with dedication, with devotion, with reverence, right? With safe space, right? Protection, safe space, direction, all of those things, consciousness, presence, awareness, focus, um, you bring that into the feminine. Oh my, oh, oh, OMG. <laughs> um, there's a lot that will happen in that. Um, let me feel for where else to go from here. Do your shadow work. Do, do your shadow work around the feminine. We all have it. Do your dark goddess work. Um, do your dark, your like, um, what am I afraid of in the feminine? That's all the shadow work. What's hidden? What's hidden there? Why um, am I afraid of my own power? Why am I afraid of my feminine gifts? Why do I not want to wake up to this much aliveness, this much juice, this much Shakti, this many gifts? Why, why do I not want to wake up to my witch? We start to see these different like witch wounds, priestess wounds, sister wound, right? All of these different feminine ways that we've oppressed or repressed. Um, some of this that can oftentimes, this is wild, I shouldn't say oftentimes, it can sometimes um, lead to our greatest awakenings. Our great, sometimes our greatest Shakti awakenings come through the dark goddess. They come through looking at the repressed and oppressed aspects of Shakti, the parts that we just really 
um, are afraid to wake up to because maybe they got us killed in a past life or maybe they're associated with our sexuality and that's just been something we've always been shamed about, right? But that's sacred too. That's creative energy. That's creation energy. That's life force energy that literally creates life force. And if we got shame around that, ah, we got some feminine shadow work to do right? We got body shame. We got some feminine shadow work to do. We got relationship shame. That's, that's feminine shadow work, right? Um, it's very powerful, very, very powerful. Uh, there's a video we have on, um, dark feminine energy. That's a really good one to watch after this too. Uh, that's a really good one to watch dark feminine energy. That'll help with that shadow work piece. Uh, there's a shadow work workshop, um, that's actually taking you into practice. So we touched, touched, <laughs> like dipped a toe, uh, maybe half a toe, um, into two practices today. Um, body wisdom activation, that is a, that is a full proper kundalini awakening. Um, that's a workshop below, an experience below. You're welcome to that. There's a shadow work workshop. Again, those are full proper, uh, journeys. Um, so if those call to you, that's a way to continue into this. Uh, just trust, right? We're constantly being led. We're constantly being guided where to go. <laughs> we just sometimes don't listen. <laughs> uh, we sometimes don't, don't trust these feminine gut feels, these intuitions, these, um, yeah, the way that she speaks to us, you know, the way that she's constantly moving us. And it is, gut feels it is that sixth sense it is that intuition and so just ask you know like ask her ask her where to from here what do you want and what you're asking is maybe it is feels like you are asking outside of yourself like you ask the goddess where to from here you ask the feminine that form of the sacred feminine that you could have some devotion to ask ask where to from here and sit and wait and let her speak the language she speaks it might be a gut feel I don't make her speak your language. Don't make her give you a full plan of where to from here. Let her speak it in her language. It might be symbolic. It might be one tiny little breadcrumb, right? Just let her speak her language to you, but ask, you know, just ask. And then don't deny her. So you ask and you get something, a breadcrumb or a clue or a gut feel. And the way that we can really honor her is by acting on it. She gave you the intuition. You asked, she gave it to you. But how often do we brush it aside? We say, well, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's because the feminine doesn't make sense. That's not her job to make sense. Her job is to guide your soul to its greatest awakening. That usually doesn't make sense. It usually doesn't fit into left brain logical, what we've been taught makes fucking sense. The soul does not make sense. We just talked about this. The divine feminine is ineffable, does not make sense. You don't make sense as a whole, beautiful, spiritual, soul, human, all the different levels of you. You don't make sense. You're not supposed to. <laughs> um, yeah. Let the mysteries be the mysteries. Let the wisdom speak to you how it speaks to you. Let it move you, let it shift you, let it change you, let her transform you, right? Like let her flip you upside down and shake you awake. Uh, let her show you how much more there is to life, how much more there is to you, to love, to relationship, to purpose, to meaning. 
um, let her show you, you know, let her show you what it means to give birth to something in the moment in a way that is so fucking true. It just breaks your heart open in a thousand pieces and you can't imagine doing anything else because that was the greatest, greatest feeling of your fucking life, right? I will sometimes talk about this path and when you're on it and you're following it and it's like you feel totally full and totally empty all at the same time. Like totally full, like so full you can barely stand it. You're so full of aliveness and, and love and let, like you're so fucking full. You, you, you need nothing. And simultaneously, you are so empty because you've just given your greatest gift and you're constantly giving your greatest gift all of the time. Right? You're just so emptied. You're so empty that there's this peace. There's just this absolute peace in the nothing. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Anyways, I wish that and many, many, many other blessings for you. It's been an absolute pleasure to be here with you in this way. Um, I'm always in the comments below. So if there's something that you would love to share, I would love um, to be with you in that way. I'd love to read and yeah, uh, just hang out with you. Our Facebook group is another place to come and hang out and be social. Um, there's a, those workshops, shadow workshop, body wisdom workshop below um, that might sing to you or some of the other podcast recommendations as well. Uh, all right. I will see you when I see you, where I see you, and how I see you. So much love to you.